still, but it cast. No, don't be naughty, go meet everybody here on Buddy Cast. It's another edition of BuddyCast, BuddyCast 120. This is our 120th episode, and joining us for this special episode is our new buddy, Adonis, from the Wonderful Speaking Company. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great, you know? I can't wait to spread some motivation, as my buddy Mickey from Rocky calls it, with our, with our guests today. So thank you so much for joining us. It's a real pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm I'm really excited to uh, chop it up with you today on BuddyCast. Yes, 100%. You know, let me start by asking, how did you get into motivational speaking? And so it's actually funny because um, I actually have an uh, industrial labor background. Um, for the most of my young adult years, logistics. So I worked in various warehouses, uh, various in- out of it was very labor focused work. Um, it was actually friends and family suggested, Hey, have you ever thought about expanding on your communication skills? You know, I, I noticed that when I was working in the warehouses, you know, I was having very lively and engaging conversations with my coworkers and clients as well, which would kind of lead to my boss kind of kicking me in the butt, like, Hey, man, you got to lift that and put that in the truck. You know, now wasn't the time to be talking to people, it's the time to be lifting things, right? So uh, a friend of the family had uh, introduced Toastmasters to me, right? Mm-hmm. Which is where a lot of um, a lot of public speakers and motivational speakers get their start because it gives you an opportunity to structure elements of it, uh, an effective speech and how to present and how to communicate your thoughts and ideas to people. So that was really uh, my start as a speaker nice you mentioned toastmasters i've heard some people mention that program before <clears throat> how did that, how was was that for you yeah how was the program for you you know what it was an extremely uh, awesome thing for me i remember like most people they normally a friend will you know invite a friend and you kind of get a chance to sit in on a meeting as a guest and see kind of how the meeting operates and the different things that you do and then at the end of the meeting, you get an opportunity to sit down with a more experienced member of the club who kind of tells you, hey, if you decide to join, these are some of the benefits and some of the things that you can learn um, being with us. And then you kind of get the choice to decide if you're going to sign up or maybe you'll go to a few more meetings as a guest or try another club. And uh, for me, I knew from my first the first meeting that I attended as a guest with Toastmasters, I was instantly hooked. I knew after the first meeting that this is something that I want to be involved in, sign me up. And it was uh, exciting. It was such an exciting uh, opportunity. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, I saw you on Facebook one time. You told this beautiful story about the butterfly story. Could you tell that to our guests? Yes, absolutely. Uh, So basically, the butterfly story was very much my uh, love letter to body image. Um, I had joined a competitive speaking uh, group called Speaker Slam. Shout out to Speaker Slam. And um, I had competed in the the theme for uh, self-image and body love, right? Body beautiful. Uh, so really what it made me think of was a lot of times as a young man, 
Uh, I was always, you know, one of the bigger kids in my class. I'd always kind of grown a lot faster than a lot of my classmates. And of course, you know, in school, kids can be cruel, right? Oh, yes. You know, not, you know, it's it's one of those things where as you become an adult, you realize it's not so much that it's purposely done. It's really just a lack of understanding. It's just youth, right? Yes. But, but having that, uh, having those experiences and really uh, being able to translate them to a medium of public speaking allowed me an opportunity to not only deal with it internally and really kind of have that element of self-therapy, but also be able to extend that message out to the world, right? Because I think beauty is definitely not a flat concept. I think it's a multidimensional concept. I think that there are plenty of people out there who may look beautiful by traditional standards on the outside, but inside maybe not so much, right? And I think that beauty is such a multifaceted thing. I mean, there's so many different opportunities in day-to-day life for us to find beauty and to achieve beauty and to really experience the joy of having that right given that feel that and it was it was such a such a powerful experience that it was something that i knew would change the way i felt about myself and about about beauty in actuality so it was a really uh a hell of an experience i would say yes 100 and you know what you and me have a lot of things in common i mean it's through our differences that we're kind of similar because you said that you were growing rapidly when you were growing up. I'm a, If you can't tell, I'm a little person. I have a form of dwarfism called hypochondroplasia. Okay. And you're spot on about, you know, kids not being understanding or, you know, just some people being insecure because I've dealt with that. I've been where you, you know, I've been where you've been. I've been where people just can't understand that. Look, this guy's two feet smaller than you. So what, you know, this yeah. guy is too, like they... A lot of people like to remind me that on a constant basis or, you know, but just like you, we can either, you know, what you just reminded me of, we can either let that get to us every day on the inside and just have their opinions be who we think we are, or we can remind ourselves of who we really are. We can remind ourselves of, hey, I'm not just this little person. I'm Nick Sorensen, you know, I'm not just this big guy. I'm Adonis. I am this. And then show it, you know. So thank you for reminding me of that. You know mm-hmm. what? Um, you're, you're welcome. And ultimately, I feel that it's also important as a society in order for us to progress and grow yes. and evolve. We have to we have to constantly challenge the status quo. Right. It's yes. important to challenge the status quo, because if we're only judging beauty as a society based on how we look and we're not considering how we treat others, how we treat ourselves, if those things do not play into what establishes beauty then we're really doing each other a disservice as a society, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, it's all, and it was also important for me to really not just present it in terms of the point of view of the victim, but also the point of view of the abuser as well. Because at the end of the day, I would find it very hard for someone to go out of their way to make someone feel bad about themselves if they were truly in a place of peace and self-love. It just doesn't really make any sense, right? It's exactly. not really it's not really practical. Like if I am at peace with myself, if I truly love myself, and if I truly have that inner positivity, of what benefit can I really achieve by making somebody else feel worse about themselves? It just doesn't make sense, right? And uh-huh. of course and of course I'm I'm sure as well you've seen that there's been studies over the past 
10, 20 years showing that a lot of the time, these people that decide to bully people and mistreat people, normally if you dig into their background enough, there's something there that's caused the discord, right? That's caused yes. that thing. Yes. And it could be a million things that we don't see. Like it could be family issues. It could be, you know, just a relationship issue. It could be themselves, like you said, their self-image that they feel yeah. so insecure that they want others to feel the same pain or something. They, yeah. they could be just a whole multitude of things, like you said. But really, you remind me of a quote that I absolutely love, which is by C.S. Lewis, which is, friendship is born the moment one friend says to another, wait, you too? I thought I was the only one. I actually have a story for you that I've told on this show before. I used to belong to a ministry called Hard as Nails. Okay. In this ministry, we had what we called, we we have like this icebreaker. You know, we go around and we'd speak to high schools about, you know, about challenges like self-image or, you know, bullying or just things that have brought them away from either their faith or just their motivation. And in the beginning, we have this breaker. It's called jousting where they take those big, like, cushioned joust sticks you know and they just go at each other we have we monitor and everything so it doesn't go too out of hand like you know no going for the face no going below no. the belt stuff like that wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute. no eye poking not even one quick eye job no nope no eye oh, poking. Not, we don't want to be liable so <laughs> fair enough that's fair yeah so there was one event uh, our main speaker was at where he you know it was in new it was somewhere in new jersey and he and the energy today is just wild. He's never seen anything like this. So he just picks random people from the crowd. How about you and you? How about you and you? And then he picks on these two girls. How about you all the way in the front, all the way in the back, and you right here in the front? All of a sudden, the place goes nuts. It just goes like the energy just explodes. And he's going, wow, today's a really good day. What he didn't know was that these girls had a three-year feud. And it was oh, fight time. Oh, fight night. <laughs> yep. So okay. up, they start going at each other. The one girl looks around, slams down the uh, slams down the joustick, and goes, "Forget this!" Right in the oh, face. Nice. He's thinking, "Okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do?" He's got like point three seconds to react here, and now yeah. the teachers—he's even like the teachers are just standing there, like, "You got yourself into this, buddy. Good luck," you know. <laughs> And then he goes, hit her again. True story. Oh, my. Yeah. Hit her again. It's going to take all this away, right? Hit her again. It's going to bring this person back, right? Hit her again. He just lists all of these problems, like everything, like what you were saying, you know, all those hidden factors. And then the girl who threw the punches is like, forget this. Walks up, you know, box since it's on the top row. The girl got hit in the front, who got hit in the face, um, sits in the front. But in these events, we get to we get a chance for people to share their stories about those challenges, things that, you know, the deeper things that you don't realize. Like I've heard, you know, they've been to my high school before, too. And I've heard some of my classmates. I wouldn't have never guessed that this person is dealing with this or this person's dealing with that. So the girl who got hit in the face comes up and shares her challenge about how her I think her, you know, she had a parent leave or she's and you know and she the other parents really struggling because of it like raising all the other siblings and it's taking the effect on her because she's having to pick up some work too like while her parent works she has to deal with the siblings while going to school all this stuff 
And she breaks down in the middle of the story and cries. And our main speaker pats her on the back and says, you think you're the only one, don't you? I'm going to prove you wrong today. How many of you know what she's going through? Come up and give her a hug. Take a guess on who the first person was to come down and give her a hug. Was. Her, her opponent? Was it her opponent? Yep. The girl who hit her in the face. Wow. Like I said, these girls had a three-year feud. And it was all because they were going through the same exact thing. To the bone. So you're right. You're 100% right on how all these th hidden things. But it, yet it's those things. It's because we're dealing with them too. That's why it irks us so much, you know? It's, it's, it's pain. It's, it's, yes. You know, for me, it's, it, it was kind of a bit of a play on that concept of misery loves company, right? It's mm -hmm. not just the fact that misery loves company, but why? You know, I truly believe that pain is, I think everybody has their breaking point. Everybody has their limit, and they're just there may be a time when you are experiencing such pain emotionally and spiritually that you just you have to get rid of it. You have to shuff some of it off, right? And it's and it's maybe, hey, instead of me carrying all of this pain by myself, maybe let me tra transfer some of this pain over to this person, right? Like low-hanging fruit, right? Mm -hmm. But it's really it's really a play on pain, right? I mean. It, it just, it, it would be hard to believe that someone would go out of their way to make someone suffer if they themselves are not suffering, right? Mm -hmm. But honestly, it's like you and me who share our stories out there, who share who we are, that helps people realize that pain is no more than just something that everyone's going through. You know what I mean? Getting a chance to share the story, get it out in the world. You realize that it's, I think a lot of people hide their pain. A lot of people, are embarrassed by it or scared because of it, you know? They're scared to admit that they're going through a family struggle right now. They're scared to admit their relationship isn't the greatest on earth or something. They're scared to admit that they've, they're struggling with this or that. But then once that's out in the open, once it's there, once it's, you know, alive, once it's known, how many people come to you, you know? Like how many times have you shared that a relative isn't doing so well, you know, on social media and have had at least 50 of your friends commenting saying, Hey, reach out to me. I'm here for you. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so now I got to ask you, you are part of what's called the wonderful speaking company. Could you tell yep. us about that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so basically the wonderful speaking company is my personal imprint. Uh, after years of being in the industry, competitively speaking, I spent some years as a Toastmaster as well. Uh, the Wonderful Speaking Company is very much my my brand. It's uh, the early uh, stages of my public speaking brand. And um, since I'm on BuddyCast and you know, and, I, and I'm feeling like I'm feeling like I'm in a sharing mood, I am also announcing that there is going to be a rebranding of the Wonderful Speaking Company. Ooh, coming soon, coming in 2021. Um, there are going to be specific brands and programs that are opened up under the Wonderful Speaking Company umbrella that are geared towards specific groups dealing with specific problems or just things that they're looking to improve at, right? So really the whole concept was simply just what, what represents me as a speaker. Like when I think about what allows me to connect with my audiences and present my messages, you know, there's been so many speeches and, and events I've participated where, you know, people are telling me, you know, that speech was wonderful or it made me feel wonderful, right? And I realized that 
that that that word has such power to it very much like the concept of body cast right the concept of bringing people together and really being able to share stories and, and build those connections right ultimately yeah the brand is very much an extension and representation of you right thank you yes, thank indeed. You. yes indeed like i said before it's that it sounds like that brand where one friend says to another you too yes a hundred percent and uh it's really just a gift to be able to have an opportunity to take these platforms and share with the world i mean even after the butterfly speech came out, I was getting messages from all parts of the planet Earth, man. I was getting messages from people in Europe. I was getting messages from people in Asia. I was getting messages from people in North America. And, you know, it really makes you realize how important it is to stand up and say, me too. I've hurt too. I know what those experiences are like, you know, to know that this five, seven minute speech that I wrote has prevented people from hurting each other or hurting themselves or just giving them that glimmer of of hope mm -hmm. of better things it's really been a very humbling experience and just being able to have these platforms to serve others is something that means a lot to me and i'm very grateful to have these opportunities 100 percent, and you nailed the mission of buddy cast to get the word out to get to because we i started the show in the pandemic when Everyone was struggling, you know, like I work for a news station, so I see it firsthand. You know, you just post the the status of the coronavirus today and people are saying some things that make you question, like, how do you sleep at night? You know, but, truly, you know, truly, I thought this world just needs some feel good stories, some people that can remind, you know, t talk to some people who can go back to their glory days, like talk to a magician who, you know, maybe is stuck at home right now, but can tell them, hey, remember the days that you were performing? Tell us about that. Tell us a funny story from that or talk to even just, uh, you know, talk to even some big shots like you, for example, you know, or, you know, we I've had a celebrity on this show and they'll find and having those celebrities find out like they're just as common as everyone else. Like they're just, you know, they've gone through everything just as everyone else. Mm -hmm. So like I've had, you know, for example, I've had Sinbad on this show. You know who Sinbad is, obviously. Oh, he's the man. Yeah. Exactly. I had him on this show before he had his stroke and everything. And I told him, I told him straight out, you know, I'm just as excited to talk to you as I am the piano teacher next door who's going to be on the show next week. And he told me straight up, you should, you should be. So that just shows you they're just like us, you know, they're just as us. But I got to ask real quick, where can we find more on the wonderful speaking company? If anyone's oh, great question. Great question. Great question. So um, all of my tags are at the Wonderful Speaking Company. Uh, so on Facebook, at the Wonderful Speaking Company, Instagram, at the Wonderful Speaking Company as well. Uh, those are my two main tags. I will be setting something up through TikTok. I'm still trying to figure out exactly how that works. I haven't really uh, completely wrapped my mind around TikTok and how it operates just yet. So right now, my two main uh, methods of contact would be my Facebook page or my Instagram page as well. Awesome. Beautiful. Now, are you also available, like, if, say, someone were to reach out to you and say, hey, we have this event coming up, or we, you know, I'm a principal at this school, and mm -hmm. we would, you know, we heard your message, say through BuddyCast, say just on the website, we would love mm -hmm. to have you come to speak to our school, even if it's just virtually. Are you mm -hmm. available for, for things such as that? Of course. I'm always, I'm always looking for new opportunities to grow and connect 
and share the message. Oh, also my Gmail account, uh, wonderfulspeaking at gmail.com. You can shoot me an email there as well. Um, I'm always looking for new opportunities to uh, reach out and connect with people. And if I can do something within my ability to make someone feel a little bit better about themselves, a little bit better about who they are or how they look and how they feel, then I know that I'm on the right track in terms of what I'm doing with my brand. Yes, 100%. 100%. I got to ask now, how many how many speeches do you think you've given in your entire career? Oh, my goodness. Uh, whew. I, I would say a few dozen, at least. At least. I mean, because even with Toastmasters, you know, as you move through the program, you're required to give speeches and programs. I've moved up to a pretty decent level in terms of development there. Uh, at least with Speaker Slam, uh, you know, almost a dozen in it as well. And then even just, you know, one-off projects and things that I've done with different companies and organizations. I've definitely had a few dozen, I would say. I mm-hmm. would say more than I would say more than 20, less than 50. Nice. How many people yeah. do you think you've reached in throughout all of your speaking? Like how well, many that, people have you spoken to? Well, that's a good question. I mean, ultimately, I still get messages every day about the butterfly speech. So I would say that number is to be determined, TBD. But ultimately, if there's one person who's been able to hear what I have to say and feel like it connects to them and it's given them hope or a better feeling about themselves or really prevented them from, you know, hurting themselves or hurting other people, then I feel like in that respect, you know, my work is validated, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. So I got to ask you this one. Mm-hmm. What is your advice to anyone? Say there's someone out there who's listening, who's gone through bullying, gone through the self-imagery issues, just is having the day, like the pandemic's making them feel like not as valuable as they should feel. What's your advice to them today? Uh, I would say my first bit of advice really is uh, learn to forgive. Learn to forgive. Forgiveness is such a powerful tool. It's such a powerful way of thinking and way of doing business. I mean, it's funny. It's, it's an interesting thing about pain. When someone hurts you, you would sooner forgive them for hurting you than you would yourself for being hurt, Right. It's it's a very inter- it's a very interesting transfer of pain when someone hurts you, right? Um, I would say that concept of forgiving yourself, uh, loving yourself actively, aggressively, consistently is extremely important. I think it's something that really just allows you to kind of get that weight off of your shoulders in terms of the things that you were that you're going through. Um, I would also say finding beauty, like like I did with my presentation, actively look to find. And beauty. There is so much beauty in this world and in our existence. Holding the door open for someone else. Like it's 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 manners in polite society, but it's just a brief action of I'm trying to do something to improve the quality of your life even just a little bit, right? That concept of finding beauty and, mm-hmm. and there's so many different ways to do it, right? It could just be the sun sitting in the right angle at the sky. It could be a song that you haven't heard in a while. It could simply be a conversation with somebody that maybe you haven't spoken to in a while. And obviously during this pandemic, right, you know, it's it's a great time to simply shore up things that you're grateful about, right? Gratitude, gratitude as well, right? Yes. Bringing yourself back to the things that you are grateful for. The fact that you, that you, that you woke up today, the fact that you made it out of bed today, the fact that you're 
you know, that you're, 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 you're still functional, right? The fact that you have a roof over your head, food in your fridge, clothes on your back, right? You know, really just getting back to the fundamentals of recognizing how beautiful your life is and how many opportunities you have every day to make something special of it, right? Just back to mm -hmm. fundamentals, man. Fundamentals. Mm -hmm. It's the little things. It's the little blessings that we take yeah. for granted every single day. Like you said, waking up in the morning, having clothes on our back. You know, we don't realize it. And most of the time, we don't realize it until we're comparing to others. We don't realize yeah. till we walk on the street, you know, so we're walking on the street and we pass the uh, the lady or gentleman who's sitting there be begging for money. We don't realize, wow, I really do have it good. And that's the unfortunate yeah. part about it. We don't just reflect on ourselves. We have to reflect on others to really say like, okay, maybe I don't have it so bad. Like maybe mm -hmm. I don't, you know, maybe I'm not, you know, or I could be worse. I could be this. But at the same time, you're right. As I always say, a hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. And as I say, great things come in small packages because it's not, you know, the fact that we drive these big fancy cars or we go home to this big fancy house. It's the fact that we come home and our dog jumps up and greets us when we get in the door. It's the fact that we are just going through that day of work of just like, oh, I am so ready for the weekend. And then we get a text message from, you know, an old buddy or we get a message from someone that we love and it's like, wow. Like we get a message from our loved one, like our mom or our girlfriend or something. And it's like, well, I really mean that, you know, that really meant something. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yes. Which leads me to my next question. In your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Absolutely. Um, in my words, to be someone's buddy is to be someone who actively cares about other people and someone who actively wants to connect. I think that concept of connection and caring and consideration, look at all these C's. I think that's what really, that's what a, what a buddy is. Someone who cares for you. Someone who just wants to see what's going on with you. Someone who's down to just, you know, just shoot the stuff, but really make that connection. Someone who values that connection, right? That, that in my opinion, is what a buddy is, you know? Yes, absolutely. And part of being a buddy is being a charitable buddy, too. A hundred percent. So if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Oh, absolutely. Um, I would have to say Kids Help Phone. Kids Help Phone is, it's again, one of our longest standing uh, charities here uh, in Canada, you know, Toronto specifically. It's such a powerful organization, uh, such a powerful operation. I've experienced both sides of it as someone who has reached out to Kids Help Phone for help, but also someone who has, you know, in the background, you know, worked on the volunteering side as well, right? And it's something mm -hmm. that it really means a lot to me, just having those resources in place to, again, make people feel like they're not alone. Because it's one thing to be experiencing pain and suffering and anguish, but when you feel like you're not alone, when you feel like there's someone out there who understands you or at the very least is willing to listen and be that hand on your shoulder like, hey, I hear you. We're going to work through this piece by piece. We're going to get through this. It's just it's an organization that is so dedicated to just doing everything that they can to make sure that, you know, the kids don't fall through the cracks. Right. And I think that that's a really noble cause. I would say kids helpful for sure. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, before we ask what's called the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. I got to okay. ask 
you can give us one more motivational story. Okay. Just, yeah. Just give us one one of your most powerful motivational stories that you have. Okay. Okay. My most uh, powerful motivational story. Um, I would say actually it was in honor of uh, Black History Month in February. It was actually a presentation that I had given um, a few years ago for the uh, University of Toronto Black Students Association. I had uh, given a, a short speech, a presentation on uh, the importance of Black excellence and the importance of uh, being able to express oneself. I, you know, I was kind of doing my thing. I was on stage and hopping around. I had like my Timberland boots on and I was just very much just in the zone. And what was really powerful was, was there was uh, an older uh, woman who had uh, greeted me after the show. And um, this lady was definitely, you know, pushing retirement age. And she was telling me some of her stories as a young woman growing up and having to deal with uh, prejudices and having to deal with racism and rejection and not being accepted. And, you know, what she what she basically in a nutshell told me was the fact that we were here now together and you are on stage telling these stories and really showing people extolling the virtues and the values of having those freedoms it really shows just how far we've come from when i was your age and i am so grateful to be here at present and be able to experience that and that was really powerful for me because this was a person who in her time you know was was muzzled was in effect not able to express herself and speak her point of view on dealing with these racisms and prejudices, you know, and I think that ultimately, whether we're talking about, you know, any sort of ism, the important thing is, is really being able to have a, a proper forum to have those discussions and have those conversations so we can work towards moving forward, right? Like there was a speech that I had given uh, at the end of the year online for Speaker Slam talking about freedom. And one of the things that I that I discusses the concept that freedom begins with an uncomfortable discussion, right? Mm-hmm. So I was extremely uh, grateful, extremely grateful to uh, talk to this woman, and she was and she was in, in tears, man, and it was something that like it was a very emotional moment, and it, it very much humbled me, right? You know, it's it's extremely humbling when people come to you and 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 and, and tell you their stories and and how your work makes them feel, because. For me, I'm, I'm, I'm just someone who's trying to express myself, right? And it still just amazes me and floors me at, at the impact that our words can really have on someone's life, right? And I'm very grateful, and I was very humbled uh, uh, to, to speak to that, uh, to speak to that one. It really... Uh, mm-hmm. That's a great buddy Yes, that's a great buddy story for sure. And, and you know, and you're right. It's when you step out of your comfort zone and have those, have those deep conversations, have those toys about, hey, this is where you know, this is what we're dealing with. This is what we need to change. That's when you learn. That is when you make the changes. Mm-hmm. So now it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this? A hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm going to make this a two-part question for you. Lay it on me. The first part is what is your advice to anybody who may want to become a motivational speaker? Hint, hint. Okay. 
Okay, fair enough. Okay, so uh, for anybody who's out there looking to be a motivational speaker, I would first say uh, pursue your passion. Uh, learn a little bit about what you may want to speak about specifically because, you know, there's a wide, varied assortment of topics that you can speak on. Uh, develop yourself. Constant development and education. Uh, Toastmasters is definitely one of the most well-known or organizations when it comes to public speaking. They've been around for so long. There's so many different clubs, and every club is a little bit different in terms of how they run and the members that are involved. So definitely get involved in Toastmasters. That's a great way to start. Uh, find your community. Uh, connect with like-minded people who enjoy public speaking and, and learn from them, right? Be a sponge. Give yourself that opportunity to really immerse yourself in the nuts and bolts of public speaking. That's That would be my answer to your first part. Yes. Beautiful. I love it. I, I will be taking notes on that. And the second question, the second part of the question, what is your advice to the world today? Okay. Wow. That's a, that's a big one. Um, I would say continue to care. Don't forget to care because the thing is, is obviously with this pandemic, there's a large part of our lives that unfortunately we do not have a control over. We cannot control uh, being able to be out and hang out with our friends and family. We cannot control the stores that we want to shop at. We cannot control the restaurants that we want to eat at. We cannot control the movie theaters that we want to go to. But we have an active choice every day on how we treat other people and how we treat ourselves. That's a choice. You decide how you want to look at yourself, the things that you want to say about yourself, the way you want to treat yourself you decide how you want to treat other people. And I feel like it's so important, especially now that we are important is to simply show people that we care, right? It's, it's important, right? We, we, we need to be here for each other, not just in the grand scheme of these large acts, but simply just reaching out to people and, and letting them know, Hey, I'm here for you. I'm here to listen. I was thinking about you. How are you? How were you doing? Just simply continue to care because ultimately, like we're all, it's going to take all of us collectively working together to get through this, right? So just don't forget to care. Lead with your heart. Don't forget to care. I love it. And that's what we need today, especially during this pandemic, especially with everything that's going on in this world. Don't forget to care. Thank you so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. It was a pleasure to meet you. Stick around for a minute. We'll chat afterwards. But thank you again for being a buddy on BuddyCast. I learned so much from you today. To be today. a part of your presentation, I'm extremely grateful. Thank you so much, man. Mm-hmm. And I have one favor to ask you, if you don't mind. What's Just up? one favor. Go be someone's buddy today. Yeah! Hey, for all my buddies out there, this is my buddy Adonis. Catch him at the Wonderful Speaking Company. And we will catch you all next time here on BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past. Buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast.